The boys are back in town. Deadlock returns for a very special episode, the Year End Awards. The Deddies, we are now crowning Le Champions for this year. It's exciting, It's crazy. It's it's crazy audio quality you have from Japan. I know. We're chilling, having a good time, drinking some sake. Not yet, but I'm pretty sure I will be very (laughs) drunk for most of this trip. I'm very, very sure. I'm excited. Um... So this is the first episode I think we've ever done that's in the can, ever. This is a very, this is a Tubby Emu special right here. This is a Ooh, very special in the episode. Can. In this will the actually can. go up though, so it's not the Tubby yeah, Emu. Yeah, that's episode. true. It's going to the can, but it's going out of the can too, so that's good. Uh, you know, of course, we did the Daddy Year End Award stuff. We had the ballot submissions. Uh, we, we let you guys kind of create the ballots, and then we let you vote on the ballots. And now we have over 284 submissions, and now we have the winners Ooh. of those 284 submissions and the winners of things like Wrestler of the Year, Match of the Year, Event of the Year, Feud of the Year, and all the way down the list. And some of them are surprising, yet some of them absolutely are not surprising in the very least. <laughs> right. um, so we'll talk about all that. Um, really quick, just want to give a big thank you to everyone who uh, helps support the show. Of course, going on Apple Podcasts, always a fun way to do it. You can uh, go up there, leave a five-star review, leave a good rating. Got 132 five-star ratings because we got 132 of you that love us, but we want more. Uh, we're very selfish. Give us more. Uh, we got Ollie Lee <laughs> Braden, <laughs> who uh, left us a nice little review. He said, this pod is awesome. I've been watching Pulse since I was like seven or eight, and now I'm 15. This pod is hilarious and very informative. I listen to it on the bus going home. It's awesome. Keep it up. Thank you. I uh, can tell by your name, Ollie who you voted for in this year and stuff. Um, WWE? Yeah, it seems like uh, everybody NXT. had a little bit of a AEW boner, but I'm uh, not surprised by that at all. Since uh, one, it's very new, very fresh. Everyone's excited for it. And, uh, you know, I expected it. I kind of, ex- I mean, you expected it, right? Like they, they definitely had to sweep some of these up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I voted, so yeah. I picked my favorite AEW moments of the year because we're biased. Very biased, 100%. Patreon, of course, Deadlock. PW or uh, pay, I was going to say pay, we own Patreon now. DeadlockPW.com <laughs> slash Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash DeadlockPW. Um, we had a couple of people. We had a $1 from Downey Jr. and a $10 from Nene Sama. But I think I'm going to let Tony also- and uh, I believe he'll already have his by the time we get there, won't we? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have it. But can we... Uh- can we thank everybody for the entire year? Because I think this is going to go up at the like the last... This will be the last episode of the year, I believe, right? Will it? I'm not sure. I, I That's think, up to you. I'm going to let you I'm figure gonna, that out. I think it's going to go up on the 29th, 30th. So this will be the last one of the year. So can we thank all the Patreons for the entire year that they supported us? Yes. Thank you guys so much. I, I mean, it's a been a... Bit uh, bubbly here. Oh, my. He does. Oh, my God. He's going to pop it open, brother. I'm going to shampoo. Well, it's a. It's not a cork. It's oh, a screw, what the hell, Tony? You had one job. I said, go to the store, <laughs> get the bubbly. You came back with a damn... Come on, I, now. I should have had one of those party things, too. And I forgot. It's like, this is the end of the year. We have to make it no, big. Hey, don't worry. We have the technology. All right, just edit it in right here. Put Cody Pyro. <laughs> Cody Pyro. <laughs> we have the technology. Uh, but thank you guys so much, man. Yeah. This uh, this year for Deadlock has been uh, immense, man. This year. It's supposed to last year for Deadlock because it was yeah. rough last yeah, year. Was, yeah, we weren't even doing nothing <laughs> last year. That was rough. Um, it's actually only been about, what, four Five months, maybe now, four-ish months. It, it hasn't been long. It, all out, man. We started it all out. Yeah. Um. It, it has been a very eventful year, uh, to say the very least. It's it's hilarious how how quick this has grown because even like on shirt releases and stuff, we're like, man, I hope we sell like four shirts. 
And then like, <laughs> our goal is like five and we hit like yeah. 30. Yeah. Can like, we get right. five shirts sold, man? That would be awesome. And then like in 10 minutes, well, there goes five shirts. All right. Perfect. <laughs> um, just to give perspective into how quick, like we did not expect this to be as successful as it is. And, uh, you know, thanks to you guys, uh, people who go on, you know, like we say it every, every fucking week. We say go on Apple and leave your reviews and go on Patreon and become patrons or buy a shirt or just talk about us on Twitter, retweet and likes. Um, mm. I mean, it it helps every little bit. I mean, this is this is an enigma. I mean, we kind of took over very, very quickly. I mean, we are the podcast numbers are insane. There's a there's yeah. a ton of people out there that just absolutely love what we do. The Patreon is oh my god, I can't even like I didn't even <laughs> like that was crazy that so many people wanted to become patrons um right away that was super dope and i hope that we've provided something that uh you know you guys really really enjoy and we have so many plans so many plans tony for 2020 it's nuts it's gonna be crazy man and i just want to thank everybody that's worked with deadlock whether it's like being a part of the brand or like even writing the editorials for the website like without them they brand wouldn't be what it is today you know what i mean like we do the podcast but then there's so much more that goes in the back end from the people that God, make the so shirts to design more. the graphics to do like pedro I feel like is, pedro a, is a big a big huge one and then like everybody that does the editorials like they're so good and they just Dylan, pop off Ian, and, emily uh dalton like it's just all the way down the list man it's just like really really dope you know we have a really good team of contributors right now we weren't sure, like we, we do videos, you know, we never, we never mm -hmm. messed with editorial stuff. So like that was all new to us and I, but it was something that we wanted to do. And like our team right now is incredible. Like we just have a super, popping off, yeah, dude. we like, just have a super good team. Just popping off. Um, and they're but, all like super unique stuff too. Like it's not, yeah, like that was like the, one of the biggest you know, things. Stuff we'll, you can't find anywhere else. That's what we wanted to do. Like when we launched Deadlock, that's kind of like what we wanted. That was the idea essentially was like, we don't really think there's anything like what we were trying to do we wanted to be creative we wanted to we didn't just want to do reviews and previews and things like that we wanted to like mm -hmm. let people make stuff like people come to me and they 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 ask me weird stuff and i'm like dude just go for it you know what i mean like just go ahead and write whatever you want um yeah. <laughs> send it over and like we just express be able to express yourself you know like it's it's kind of what we wanted to aim for wrestling we just wanted to make something that like was different than everything else that you would find. Like a lot of popular wrestling stuff is like, oh, I have a backstage scoop, guys, come look at me, you know, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. And we were like, nah, we don't really want to do that. Uh, we want to do interviews with guys and, you know, like get them over and we want to talk to people and, and you create fun wrestling stuff. And um, I think we've done that, man. The podcast, I think we've done that. The, the website, I think we've done that. Um, I mean, I think we've really stuck to what we wanted to do, our t-shirts, our shop. Like the biggest thing for our shop was like, we just, we didn't like, wrestling tees how they were and so mm -hmm. we just made them how we wanted to make them and like i think it's been super successful and i, I think I will people tell you though, i'm wearing the deadlock shirt right now and like this is my favorite fitting shirt i have in my wardrobe like i just you can't like, beat the quality I'm, like it's like i we we just literally no took bs shirts. here either by the way <laughs> yeah, no bs here 
we we literally just took the shirts that we like to wear all the time and just said like let's make wrestling shirts with them like shirts that you want to wear it's not even it doesn't even have to do with the design i'm not even talking about designs of wrestling i'm literally talking about the putting the damn shirt on and wanting to wear yeah, it yeah wearing a, it's not a gilded one that gets yeah, stiff yeah it's not the heavy cotton ultra extreme <laughs> sweat boy uh shirt you know it's like you wash it once and it shrinks and yeah yeah really like these it. shirts will last you they're fantastic workout shirts they look good on your body like it's just they're awesome and like that was one of the that was one of the goals we wanted to do with deadlock right away was um one we wanted to make shirts that you wanted to wear and like two we wanted to hit some designs that maybe aren't too prominent in wrestling like a, a you know a small breast design with a with a back design like that's that's like more band shirt stuff and like things like that and like professional mm -hmm. companies and like wrestling i mean there is some obviously but like wrestling didn't really have that and we were like let's go for that so we did and we love them and it seems like people love them and um and and 2020 like i said we have a ton of plans like youtube is a very big thing that we're going to be focused on and on in, yeah. in 2020 um we you know we want to make content like that's we have we let's just say we have a lot of series in our heads right now and uh hopefully the, those pan out and uh you know youtube is a yeah we very had a thing. lot when we first started too but we didn't want to make it you know we didn't want to run ourselves thin and do too much so we're like all right let's just do this strategically mm -hmm. and make it right because i feel like if we started to do some of the youtube stuff it would have like thinned out at one point and then it kind of would have been like ah oh, it's because we do so much at once it, it, it's yeah it's like I said, we have been so it's been so successful so fast that it's kind of been hard for us to keep up. We have kept up, but like I think if we also were doing the YouTube stuff at the beginning while we're trying to scale along with like how crazy this got, like it yeah. wouldn't it I don't think like we would have failed somewhere. Um and thankfully things just worked out. Like we were it, it's very all about digital timing really and putting the right people in the right places, you know, with the editorials, those kind of just came together over time, like finding the right people and we're like, Oh yeah. yeah, this actually is, it's working out really good. And it's not like we didn't go and go, okay, we got to get like 10 writers right now. And they got to write these articles. <laughs> go guys, go, top, go, go. Top 10 TLC matches quick. Yeah. The, yeah, we um, didn't do all that, but <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I mean the, the, the writers is fantastic. Cause everyone has their, everyone has their favorite stuff to write about. Like Dylan likes writing about Joshi stuff. Uh, Dalton likes talking about WWE Emily likes talking about like uh, you know uh, Dragon Gate or New Japan or whatever the case may be. And daddies, yeah, yeah, like the daddies thing. Like, yeah, write about whatever the fuck you want to write <laughs> about. Like my favorite you know? article of all time. Yeah, like, like that was definitely like one of the things. Like, just pitched it, and we're like, yeah, absolutely, that sounds fantastic. M more daddies, if possible, would be <laughs> a okay Part here. Juice. Yeah, um, and you know, and 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 ian with the with his ddt stuff like there's just so like it's very diverse like we're a very diverse brand mm. um that we try to cover we just cover things that we enjoy and uh like like we said deadlock wouldn't be possible without the people behind it and i'm not just talking about the people that work i'm talking about the people that are here that enjoy it that share it that mm. like it that tweet it um everybody that wear it yeah that wear it i mean it's it's a uh it's a community effort and uh, we have one of the best communities, I think, probably in, in all of the pro wrestling field. So very happy. It's cool, man. It's cool. And I, I do want to thank Marcus again, who is AFK right now. But he did tell me, I gave him a call the other day and he was like, I'm I'm shooting for early 2020 to come back on the podcast. And I said, whenever you're ready, he's like, I should have some downtime. And I should just be working nine to five Monday, Friday. So I mean, without right. without Marcus, this probably wouldn't even go off the ground. I mean, like Marcus is a very like hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, he's a very big part of this. Whether he's on the podcast or not, like he is a very crucial part 
to uh, making Deadlock operate. So we all love Marcus. He does more behind the scenes than you guys will ever know. So yeah, it is fantastic to have him on. And this was all, you know, like kind of his vision as well. So yeah, to see it come to light is really cool. And just like we're wrapping it up at the end. I'm getting sentimental over here. I know. We need some I'm man not. stuff. Yeah, Dude, yeah. Pull, pull my chest hair out or something. <laughs> <Do> something. <laughs> Let me go ahead and start as bourbon. All right, we're back in the mix. Um, Oof, getting too soft over here. I know. What the hell, dude? This is weird. But it's, it's good, weird. man. Like at the end of the year, man, just reflect back on how everything went. I think it, you know, again, it's crazy. You were talking about it on your uh, Big Fight Feel podcast. I was listening. I listened to that. Oh, don't, my goodness. I think I don't. And you were saying that you kind of had given up on wrestling at the beginning of the year. Yeah, dude, I was checked and, the fuck out. I was like, And then no. now, at the end of the year, you're like, let's go. I'm going to Japan. I'm going to watch 100 wrestling shows in a row. Let's do this. <laughs> that's, 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 that's really, really weird, to be honest. That's really weird. Because you're right. I definitely was, I, like I said, on... on And the, the Big Fight Field podcast is on the Deadlight Radio Network now, um, which is something we're launching that's looking to uh, you know, take over the podcast game, too. So, WB, watch your fucking back. <laughs> in the 99 and the 2000s bro we're taking yeah. over the Del Rio network is here to stay um big fight feel uh if you're if you're a joshi fan you can check that out it's uh, my other podcast um but yeah if i you're talked not a joshi about fan, it you can check it out as well it's yeah it, it, it actually is pretty inclusive in that sense and it'll get you into joshi um i cover things pretty well for people that also i try to i try to watch out for people who also don't like religiously follow it so they can get into it too um, but yeah, at the beginning of the year, I was working a full-time gig. Uh, YouTube was falling away for me. I just didn't feel like I had anything to offer anymore. You know, I just wasn't into it anymore. And I was like, all right, well, I guess it's just time for me to move on. You know, I was ready to just kind of pack up the wrestling shit. And then uh, I found and I found a match from stardom. And I was like, oh, this is what the fuck? And then like I fell in love with it. And now I'm going on, you know, I always wanted to go to rest. I think everyone's all like, that's always a bucket list for anybody. It's like, I want to go to Wrestle Kingdom because the Tokyo Dome is an enigma. It's a, like, it's, yeah, it's it crazy. Is. Um, it's crazy. Cause I'm not like Wrestle Kingdom is not even like the show I'm looking the most forward to, but it's like the experience that I'm looking the most forward to. Um, I think that's kind of like the first mania we went to where I was like, oh shit, like I'm at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. It's it's well, an crazy. enigma for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I'm very excited for that. Uh I guess shoot, I'll be what, a week or two when this is out. I'll be a week or two into Japan already. So mm -hmm. that's pretty crazy. Um, I'll go ahead and drop this too. The you got shit, by the time this comes out, you guys will probably have them in your hand. Um, but I just finished up packing up all the the jungle power tees and they'll be shipping out. Um, nice. They they come with some super dope stuff too, like uh, the Jungle Kiona's pin that's there's I, there's only 50 of them so they're all limited there's there's, there's 50 pins um, so it's an Ooh. out of 50 limited number uh, and then this the Lulu pencil doodle bob sticker which is <laughs> incredible uh, that's also limited out of 50 so you know once they're all gone they're all gone but uh, those are included it's a very special obviously it's special to me um, I'm actually going to be giving I'm going to get, I don't know what size Kiona wears. I assume it's either a small or a medium. So like I just got a small or medium extra and I'm going <laughs> to give it to her as a gift when we go over that's there. That's so, so cool. Yeah. That's going to be really, really dope. Um, but of course, Tony is still steering the ship. He, uh, looking for guest hosts. I think Johnny from new legacy is going to join in at one point. Right. Oh, you can, uh, I was like, don't say it. Oh, wait, but yeah, he'll already, already be on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got him for at least TLC. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Yeah. Johnny is a hard dude to get a, get a hold of sometimes because he's up at 3 a.m. and asleep at 2 in the afternoon. So it's like, <laughs> what is going on here? 
in hindsight, you'll look back and go, oh, yeah, maybe that was a good decision. Or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. TLC, I'm sure, will be a fantastic show. And it I looks great. The dog food. It. Yeah, it looks really fun. I'm glad that I'm also not watching that. So that, you know, <laughs> have fun with that, I guess. Yeah. Oh, man. There's yeah, actually, I scheduled my it. trip, so I would have to miss TLC. That was kind of like <laughs> what I did. Um, you watch it all you're in the plane, right? Absolutely not. Wow, they, they actually banned the WWE in the Network. The seat, right? yeah. No, they banned it. No, so I can't watch it. Bummer. They banned it. They banned it all. They you can use a VPN that. to get access to it. No WWE in here. I said, you know what? That that's that's why I booked that plane too. I was like, yep, Japan <laughs> Airlines, baby. What they a weird airline. Shit. What a weird um, play. No WWE. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So there's uh, things that fall from the ceiling so you can get oxygen and like you can get a, get underneath your seat if you need an inflatable thing. And uh, oh yeah, by the way, no fucking WWE on this flight, you idiot. <laughs> Put that shit you away. You have as much carry-on bags as you want, but just no WWE. Yeah. DDT universe only, dude. You damn jerk. <laughs> That's fantastic. So we have the Daddy Year End Awards, boys. Uh, like I said, 284 submissions here at the end of the year. Of course, we had Ooh. over, what, 150 ballot submissions. Uh, so we had a ton of uh, people participate this year, which is uh, really, really cool to see. We had a bunch of different uh, categories here. We, we could have had more, um, but I think it was good to set like a baseline for our awards going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember workaholics when they had like a mid-year christmas or something yeah we could have like a mid-year i was thinking about that we'd do a mid-year award or something um we, just because i think recency i think recency bias is definitely a thing and uh mid-year would give you know yeah because i forgot about every wrestling event that happened how many people have messaged us and said i don't even rem- i didn't even remember the matt riddle milk thing i'm like yeah man that shit ruled and then everyone's like yeah you're right that absolutely does because it's because like everybody remembers like what happened like remember keith lee was like breakout star and it just happened yeah and, yeah yeah uh, keith lee was on the yeah it literally happened like a week ago so like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty crazy he had one one cool thing with roman all right he's our breakout he's not breakout but... baby he did that thing with uh finn balor i saw a gif where he like stood up behind him or something i'm like <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a wwe shot all right that is absolutely a wwe <laughs> shot there, so good like we do we definitely need to have like a maybe every quarter dude that'd be weird the quarterly awards yeah, we yeah we have to we have to set like trends. We every every podcast in the world is gonna be doing what we're doing now. We do quarterly. Yeah, we do the quarterly awards where every month award. What happened? Everything that happened in the last two weeks. All yeah. right, and we'll have yeah, and every sing, every yeah every single month we'll have like a uh, just a little conversation about how happy we are about how Deadlock is doing and uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much. <laughs> Welcome to the January awards. We'll <laughs> have the AEW is the best wrestling promotion award. It goes to AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And congratulations <laughs> to AEW for winning again. They just keep winning somehow. <laughs> for 69 my, weeks in my a row. Fa- my favorite was company of the year, NXT. Yo, I don't think y'all understand how any of those works. <laughs> <laughs> like no but hunter but hunter it's a different thing yeah wb yeah wb versus nxt i don't know i don't think you guys understand how this works all right so uh <laughs> anyways we'll go down the categories real quick Shit. we had wrestler of the year match of the year event of the year feud of the year rookie of the year which a lot of people didn't understand which led to this next one breakout star of the year i had to add that award in there separately um company of the year indie company of the year Best Twitter account, worst Twitter account, best Twitter moment, and worst Twitter moment. Um, they're all quite interesting. Some of them, like I said, very obvious. Some of them, very much not so. So um, we'll kick it off here with the. Do you want to kick it off with wrestler of the year? Or which one do you think we should? You want to go from the bottom up or? Hmm. Wrestler of the year like is like the big award. Worst so Twitter should, of the year. Yeah, the, you want to go the, bottom up? 
I feel like worst Twitter and worst Twitter moment should be the last two. You think? Because everybody's looking forward to the worst Twitter moment, right? Well, I think Wrestle of the Year is probably like the... Well, I don't know. It seems like if you go from the bottom up... Maybe we'll do the... Okay, so we'll do the wrestling ones first, and then we'll go to the Twitter ones second. So we'll go from... We'll do Wrestle of the Year last. Yeah, we'll do Wrestle of the Year last no matter what. Okay, so we'll go from Indie Company all the way up to to Match of the Year, and then we'll go do Twitter and then Wrestler. That sounds good, yeah? Yeah, that's okay. All right, so we'll kick it off here with the indie company of the year. We had a lot of ballot submissions, um, and they all kind of came out to the same four. So, like, these are probably the the biggest four indie companies that people are paying attention to right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people put Ring of Honor for some reason, like they are owned (laughs) by one of the biggest television networks. Okay, Um, so anyways, Indie Company of the Year had four selections here. So you either had uh, Game Changer Wrestling, which is GCW. Uh, You had Gato Move, Beyond Wrestling, or Major League Wrestling, which is MLW. Um, GCW has had one hell of a year. Um, They've kind of taken over where ROH and PWG and all that and and CZW kind of fell behind. They somehow took over everything. Um, Gato Move, on the other hand, has been a promotion that has sort of blown up out of uh, just sheer necessity for for Joshi promotions. I mean, if you look on YouTube, you get nothing um, unless someone, you know, like uploads it otherwise. But Gato Move is like one of the first promotions that like actively uploads matches and and and. It's worked because people watch mm-hmm. them. Um, it's been a very big year for Gato Move. Um, Beyond Wrestling, of course, with Uncharted Territories every Thursday is a big deal. Uh, they took over and, and and they've created a product just straight out of... They've created a weekly indie somehow, and it's it's impressive. Um, they've had a really good year. And MLW, of course, uh, was probably the first one to do all of this stuff. Uh, Court Bauer, I believe, is the man that runs that. And... Uh, they did the YouTube stuff and, and, you know, they were a big deal and they did war games and all that stuff. And being on YouTube has, has been able to kind of open them up to a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So like the four companies here were definitely good stuff. Um, we'll go from the bottom up for these, for, for each of these categories here to give you the winner. Um, so coming in fourth beyond wrestling at 10.2%. Now remember these percentages are all based out of 284 submissions. Um, but Beyond Wrestling comes in at fourth at 10.2%. We had MLW come in at 20.4%. Gato Move come in at 31%. And GCW winning Indie Company of the Year with 38.4%. Interesting. GCW is your winner. I mean, this is kind of how I predicted it to go, to be honest. Like- I don't know. I thought Gato Move was going to... I Well, I'm very biased. I thought got yeah. to move, but I got to be honest with you. I, I, I wanted got to move to win, but I wasn't sure. I, I, I first off, I thought they were going to be dead last. Um, the fact that they'd be MLW and beyond, and especially uh-huh. dude, they, if you took beyond and MLW and combined both of their percentages is still not got to moves percentage. So like that Scott Steiner math checks out. It's pretty, yeah. I mean, it's pretty impressive, um, but I that guess GCW is a powerhouse. I mean, they're a powerhouse. They kind I mean, of if took you ever been to a GCW show, it's just it's dope. It's the best live thing you could go to. Yeah, and the, I mean they've kind of, you know, Japan has produce shows where they take a wrestler and they're like book this show, and then GCW is like we will also do that. So like you know <laughs> Jimmy Lloyd's gonna book the show, or you know whatever the case may be, or, or Joey Janela is gonna book this show. And yeah, the they, Joey Janela stuff has really put him on the map. I think 
Yeah, they they at the mania the mania week stuff definitely put them on the map. Like spring break mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like that's unmissable. Like if you go there mania week, like you got to go to these shows, man. Like you just cannot miss them. Um but congratulations to GCW, man. They uh they took over and, and got that that thirty eight point four to to put them on indie company of the year. So congratulations, man. They almost killed David Arquette and uh that was sweet. <laughs> oh, now, yeah, that's docu- now a documentary about that's coming out, so that's pretty cool. So. Is that is that true? Yeah, there, there's a David Arquette, like, I almost died in the ring or something. I don't know what it's called. Something like that. Wow, I didn't know that. And it, it's about, like, his love for wrestling and how he returned and came back. And now he's, like, and it, I think it talks about, like, that moment and stuff. So that's cool. I didn't know so that. It'll yeah. be, uh, it's cool. GCW, man. Like like you said, it's, like, where Ring of Honor and PWG, like, it was, like, back in the day, it was ROH. And then I guess TNA took that over a little bit. Yeah. And then it was, like, PWG and now this generations gcw because it's completely different than anything you can get anywhere else so yeah you go from uh barn burner to an ass whooping it's uh it's yeah there's there's <laughs> jerry the king lawler <laughs> yeah it's weird it's 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 so fucking weird that promotion doesn't make any sense but it works and like it and it's in like this timing sweaty like weird like asbestos ceiling yeah it's like in a fucking what, barn what, out in the middle of nowhere like we a, were watching it yeah like, yeah like is this like, like if you shook the ceiling we'd all fucking get a disease like <laughs> like that's where we were at for, for but it's wild stuff. though because if people pack that place in it's like standing room only like they have like 10 chairs and the rest is standing room. it's like people come out and drove like there's no point let, let me give you, let me give you a tip go. for gcw man do not worry about getting a fucking seat just get the cheapest ticket possible because the <laughs> second someone does a spot, everyone loses their seat and everybody's standing. Like, there's no, like, you know what I mean? Just get general admission and just go. You know, get some Modellos because that, for some reason, is all he says. And, like, just <laughs> was it? buckets of Modellos. Out of all the beer you could get is Modelo. I'm yeah. like, all right. <laughs> just get buckets of Modellos and call it a day. Um, but it's wild. If, it's if you ever get a chance, I would definitely go to a GCW show. If you ever get a chance to go to a live, like, if you're a wrestling fan and you've never seen, like, independent wrestling or anything go to gcw you'll have a wild ass time even if you're not a wrestling fan you'll have a wild time yeah it looks i mean it's it, the fucking lucha fuck fest and the it, it none of it makes the, for for all purposes here this company probably shouldn't have worked but like the timing <laughs> Nick Gage, yeah, Nick Gage. the timing of it literally could have been any better um you're they're in the perfect time to to do what they're doing and they do it well so like congratulations man i mean they they definitely deserve it um maybe don't book nazis and shit though so like maybe stop doing that but other than that you know like yeah yeah <laughs> good shit keep doing everything else. yeah keep doing everything else but the, yeah the nazis does kind of whack um now we can head on to the company of the year this is your uh you know more larger companies i guess is the mainstream, way mainstream i guess we call it yeah um so we had a couple I, this is something i was surprised about because i even went back and looked at it um new japan did not make this list that's kind of crazy Stardom and I mean, DDT made it over on New Japan, even though New Japan had a pretty big year. Um, Best of Super Juniors was really good. The G1 was pretty good. Um, they had the Mass Square Garden show that really did really well. They had a couple of you know U.S. Mm-hmm. shows, uh, the one in Dallas. Um, but they didn't. And they make start it. New Japan of America too. Yeah. Um, and I and I was trying to figure out why maybe they didn't make it, um, and I think it's because other Japanese promotions have started kind of rising in prominence. And since the ballot submissions had about 150 people, most of them voting for AEW or WWE, um, it was, and I think 
most of WWE was probably NXT, but you know, they didn't put NXT. Some people did put NXT, but most of them being WWE in that sense. Um, but I think that just having that group of promotions that are other than AEW or WWE, like Stardom and DDT and, um, you know, fucking Oz Academy and stuff like that. Like there was just so many different uh, companies that were in this list. Um, I think it split the vote. I think if they weren't mm. there, I think New Japan would have made the list, but they were there and like, it just kind of fucked New Japan over. Um, cause I, I mean, if I, if you were to ask me, if I were to personally make the ballot, New Japan would have been on the ballot. I mean, just cause yeah, probably. Yeah. I think they had a good year, but it's community voted and that's how the cookie crumbles. So, you know, that's just how it be. Uh, so anyways, we had four companies on the company of the year. We had AEW, WWE, Stardom and DDT kind of surprised to see Stardom kind of not just because I think if just because I'm here, <laughs> I think, I think if I wasn't <laughs> here, real. If, if you were here and you didn't talk about stardom and your love for it and the podcast you have, I, I think, think I think the here. audience would be different. Yeah. If I wasn't here, I think the audience would be a little different and it probably have been like AEW, WWE, New Japan, and I don't even know. Impact who, Wrestling. Impact <laughs> or ROH or something. Yeah. I definitely think it would have been different. I don't know. Um, the fact I that I think it's cool though, that we have like a definitely unique audience as well so it's cool it's diverse yeah absolutely yeah that's um, the word i was looking for diverse so starting off here we had uh ddt coming in fourth place they had 6.3 percent uh surprisingly next was wwe at 6.7 percent so barely even I, I, beating ddt i think if you were to put nxt it would have been higher but well, like it's not <laughs> i know it's not yeah. a it's not but i'm just saying that's i, I think people it's it's a weird thing people think oh wwe rocks are down. puppet it's masters like, they are fucking yeah, puppet masters dude they're like yeah 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 wb sucks but nxt oh yeah it's a fucking cult yeah come hang out with nxt and no boys. bs NXT, yeah i love no that that tell you about that like they that top sent that package to my house and my mom's like did you just get some fucking cult initiation yeah. shit and i'm like I swear to God, that's the funniest shit you've ever said in your life. Because, like, I, I say the same shit. I'm like, NXT is absolutely a cult, But she bro. was dead-ass serious. Yeah, she, she was, like, she was really, like, like... She was like, what is this? NXT. It sounds like a cult. I'm like, I, oh, my God, you're right. It does. I have nothing to say. It's wild. Because, I like, literally, you would have put NXT on here. It probably would have been, like, number two or something. I think it's so, weird. too. I, 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 think, I think they got kind of shafted. Um, and that might be, but it's not a company, so you can't. It's not, it yeah, it's not there. a company. It's a, it's a brand within a goddamn company. So like, it'd be like if I put AEW and AEW Dark, like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's the same shit. Um, <clears throat> but I think maybe if I put on the ballot WWE slash NXT, maybe that would have helped. But like, that's up to y'all, man. Don't be so damn stupid. But it's, but it's not. <laughs> These but NXT fans it. on it's, six IQ, you bro. Have to put WWE slash Raw slash SmackDown slash Main Event slash NXT slash. Yeah, how, what do I got to play here? Main event? Yeah, like, come on now. Like, it, it's all WWE, under one But company. we know that you really want to vote for NXT. That's what yeah. you should have wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should have done that. Um, but WWE came in at 6.7%, barely beating DDT. Um, DDT had a very, very good year this year. I was, I, I was just happy to see him on the on the list, period, to be honest. I yeah, thought that was, was really cool. cool. Um, Stardom coming in at 16.5%. They, they had a bigger combined number than WWE and DDT. That's crazy. Ooh. That's nuts. Um, but there was only one company that could have possibly won this man. One singular company that, that reigns above them all. And it's because this NWA. podcast, yeah, NWA power, um, <laughs> there's only one company that could ever won this. And whether that has to do with us being hundred percent biased or not, I don't know the answer. <laughs> it just, I just think it's, uh, it's been a really good year for them and they've really kind of taken it, taking the shit over. 
they've, they've been doing really well. AEW coming in number one, winning the company of the year at 70.4%, Tony. Wow. That number is That's just a landslide. Yeah, that wasn't even close. That was a decimation on a level I can't even imagine. Insane. That's, that's crazy, though, man, just to think about it. I thought like WWE would have got higher, but not at all. Nope. It's, it turns out NXT sucks, bro. Like, the numbers don't <laughs> lie. 6.7%, man. Oh, my gosh. Our Patreon numbers is dropped. Podcast <laughs> subscribers are gone. It's all over. The numbers don't lie. Like... <laughs> They spelled disaster for NXT. <laughs> 6.7%. The Colts got to come out in bigger numbers, bro. Y'all are slacking. All right, let me just tell you this, because this is already... You probably won't talk about this ever, me and you, but th- this was the one week that NXT and AEW tied in viewership, so... Oh, my not. God, you're right. That's so weird. That's incredibly weird. Oh, I forgot to make my... Two weeks in the off, war, I forgot to make my Wrestle War tweet. About being in the trenches, damn! That, <laughs> I missed it all. I missed the opportunity. Oh well. I'll just say next. Uh, next time I post it, I'll just be like, I didn't even get to make it home last time. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were at we were at a stalemate. <laughs> that's dope. Oh, actually, that's a good. That's a great banter online, man. Oh. I'll keep that one in the vault. Um, so congratulations <laughs> to AEW on your huge victory over every other company in the world this year at seventy point four percent. So GCW taking indie company, AEW taking big company of the year. I feel like they've they've got like a formula that works, like do a couple big shows a year, then do their TV. And I think people just don't need that pay-per-view every month anymore. It's just like too much, you know? So I think they've got a good formula and that's kind of... Damn, now you're talking to me well. about this. I'm like, damn, now I want to discuss this. But we'll, we'll save the... Is, is four pay-per-views a year better than... 12 i'm just saying that how i think that helps them in what they're doing because again we talk about wwe and we're like wait that happened this year there was no, so I, much no i I, I think you're right I, I think you're right i think it's just a discussion you just don't want to get on a tangent yeah i'm like there's a discussion to be had and i think we'll save that um for for when i come back from japan and we'll, we'll talk about it because we'll get closer yeah, to right. you're gonna be on life support when you come back from <laughs> japan <laughs> yeah i'll actually come on this podcast man i don't, fucking, I don't fucking watch no more wrestling bro i'll fuck out of here i dude. hate wrestling <laughs> um but yeah, that's a discussion to be had. And of course, AEW running, they announced that Revolution pay-per-view, um, you know, in Which February. Which we're going to go to, Yeah, I think. we're planning to go to, so um, we'll talk about it. No one podcast will be representing uh, AEW. I actually emailed um, the arena to talk about a suite, because um, they have them at that, the Trust arena. And I was like, damn, what oh, if nice. we just got a deadlock suite, and like people could just pay to get a spot in the deadlock suite? That'd be pretty dope. Um, so I, I emailed them. Um, we don't know if it's going to happen or not, but if you're in the Chicago area and you would be interested in buying a sweet spot, please tell us so we know to, you know, like this is something Ooh, people be, want. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah we'll that'd we'll be talk dope. more. And we're only going to get enough people to where everyone can fucking sit down because I hate that shit. When we go in a suite and I have to stand up and just look, there's like seven people crowded in the background. There's not enough seats for everybody. We will sell just enough to where everyone can sit down. That's, that's I think they have like. 12 seats and then they're like all right we can fit 30 people in here yeah yeah that's exactly how it is they're like yeah there's 12 seats in here all right well we have 19 people okay well stand up then i don't know what to tell you everybody's watching it's like everybody's walking really fast to get to the suite they're like i gotta get get to the seat get to the seat go grab go go make them them sit down get to the suite and like there's four or five people i gotta go to the bathroom the four or five people just watching the tv in the background they're like remember what was it uh all out where they're like james can you turn the tv on you're tall i'm like god Damn it. No, I can't turn the TV on. <laughs> Got to get on this counter. I'm like, sucks. 
Um, I went to one WWE one and I was in a suite and the TV wouldn't turn on and it was like the worst experience of my life. It's it was abysmal. like really overcrowded. Yeah, because there's bad. like 40 people in there. You can't see anything. The TV's nice to have in the suite because like you, you sometimes you can miss stuff being that far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh man, what yo, what if we if we got enough people to do the suite and then we could get that bitch catered and get some of them good hot wings in there, get a little Ooh, bit of okay, hey, that's okay. good stuff. Right, hey, so I if you guys are interested in that, you know, you got a couple months here, you got two full months. Um, you know, tell us because we want to fucking do it. There'll be an um, extra seat. James isn't gonna go after Japan. Yeah, be, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll hang out or whatever. But yeah, I'll be uh, at the bar. Or whatever. January he'll come back. So remember when I was talking about getting a real job and quitting YouTube? Yeah, I'm doing that yeah, again. Yeah, we're back <laughs> at it again. It's a new year. It's time to we got to find something else. <laughs> so we have breakout star of the year. This is an award that came out of nowhere just because when I put rookie of the year, I guess I didn't clarify good enough. So a lot of people were putting like. Keith Lee and Darby Allen. It's like, well, this is not their first year in wrestling. So um, we had to change that up. So I decided to take all the people that were submitted under rookie of the year and put them under a new category called breakout star of the year. Um, and then I had you guys vote on that. So we had four people for breakout star of the year. We had Riho from AEW, uh, Shingo Takagi from New Japan, Keith Lee from WWE NXT main event, Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, <laughs> WWE Network, Table 3. Promotion yeah. company of the year. Make sure I cover all the bases here so you guys know what WWE <laughs> is. And at the fourth, we had Darby Allen from AEW. So we had two AEW, one WWE NXT main event, Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> and we had uh, Shingo Takagi from New Japan kind of bringing up the rear as uh, the last dude there. So let's break it down. Coming in at fourth on Breakout Star of the Year, we had Riho at 13%. Um, come the fuck on, guys. What, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> so we had coming in next, third, we had Shingo Takagi at 14.1% from New Japan. Coming in at second, we had Keith Lee at 20.8%. And coming in first, the Breakout Star of the Year, the Daddy winner himself, Darby Allen at 52.1%. Darby's over, man. This dude's over. That was definitely my vote. Would be Darby Allen. I just cause... put Riho. Right. All I right, bitch. That. What you mean, right? <laughs> no, I expected that. I expected you. I wouldn't expect anything less for you to vote for Riho. I pro- I, I went Riho, but if I had to go in order, it would be Riho, Darby, Shingo, and then Keith Lee coming in at fourth. Darby, I the dudes. I mean, did you hear the pop? Like this was. Um, you know, it's weird talking about shit in the can. But on the week of when he came out to help Cody after he lost his match with QT Marshall and the tag team match against Butcher and Blade. Yeah, he just shook his hand. He shook Cody's hand. And the crowd erupted for Darby Allen to come out there. So, like, this dude is a star. I mean, there's no, like, there's nothing about it. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, Keith Lee, I think, um, like, if they followed up, you know what I mean? Like, if, if Keith Lee was up there with Roman Reigns after his handshake with Roman Reigns and all that stuff. And like, I think maybe you could argue it more. Um, I was surprised that Keith Lee had more votes than Shingo, to be honest. Um, but mm. I think that just really came down to the split of people. Um, Riho the became Western a star audience. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think it came down to that kind of split Riho. Yeah, right. um, I mean, you can't even like objectively, she is probably the biggest breakout star. She went from wrestling in a room with 60 people below a dentist's office with a mat <laughs> to being the most over woman on the roster in AEW. I mean, it's just mm. like objectively, 
you know, I'm 100% biased. Riho. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, are the year. Um, but you can't deny Darby Allen had a year, you know? You can't deny that this dude at 52.1% doesn't resonate with a ton of people, you know? It's crazy, man, because I feel like they have like 15 more people that can break out in that company because it's just like their first time on mainstream audience is basically how it is. Yeah. I think with Darby right. Allen as well, they uh they did a really good like introduction to him, I think, is what also helped set him over with this video package when he first came in. They showed him skateboarding yeah, right. and like how he's like, I'm going to die for wrestling because I'm not <laughs> long for this myself. world because I'm going to kill my... And I think like, and the face paint helps too. Anybody with face paint always gets over, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. His face paint is simple too, so the kids can do it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not cool. like Jeff it's Hardy like, where I, he's just got eyelid paint and stuff like, no kids can do the <laughs> eyelids. So yeah, I think it's a lot of that. I think they did a really good job setting him up for success, especially that early match with Cody. It was like a really good like, it's, okay. Yeah. It, we talked about that too. It's like... When we were watching, we were like, eh. But then, like, damn, it really did, like, set him up really well. And then Jericho, too. He had a match with Jericho. And it's, it's a skateboard thing with Jericho. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every uh, single match he's had, he walked away looking like a megastore. Like, he walked away just... They put him... I mean, everyone they faced, like, they had him face the dudes that had the ability to put him over. So, like, it's hard to hard to argue. Um, and that's the thing about him as well, is, like... I constantly, I'm always like, I want to see Darby Allen on this show. And then when he shows up, it's like, all right, this is awesome. But it's like, you, you're constantly like, they don't overexpose him either. I think that's a, another thing with some of these yeah, guys. Yeah, he was off TV for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, I'm tired of this person. When they're actually, they're really good. And then you're just sick of seeing them. Yeah, like yeah. Darby, Darby, you're like, oh man, I want to see more. But they don't give it to you. Like they pick their spots very well with him. And yeah. that's what makes it work as well. So Yeah, I think so too. Um but him, he won. He won by a landslide. I mean, like I'm pretty sure, if, I, I, like if you combine everybody else's numbers, like it doesn't even hit, hit Darby Allen. So like that's crazy. I think uh, if you combine crazy, everybody man. else, it comes like forty seven point something percent. So like that's. Man, I, I just I wonder like, do you think like three years down the road when like Darby's contract comes up with AEW or whatever, if WWE would like extend an offer and he would? Oh, go, absolutely! Like, Shit, they extend an offer right wild. now. They walk into his house. What's up, motherfucker? You trying it's to work wild here? To think about that. WWE poaching the talent from AEW. Hell yeah, you know damn well that they like they'll okay. First off, they'll sign that. They'll do that. They'll do that exactly. Like they'll 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 steal them right from underneath them, like right in the middle of like a transition period for like their negotiations. And then Triple H <laughs> will do like a uh, press conference. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like y'all just need to shut the fuck up. Like we're just like doing business or whatever, man. You know, like <laughs> like we're, we didn't do nothing shady at all. Like they just fucking swooped in right in the middle of negotiations and we're like, uh, whatever they're giving you, we'll give you three times as much. Yeah, yeah like no, we didn't do nothing. Like what? <laughs> all right, Triple H. Right. <laughs> he does. He is so good at spinning that. Like he'll probably fucking mid contract just like extend an offer and be like, okay, the second your contract comes up, whatever they give you, we'll give you more. <laughs> Isn't that illegal? No, nah, man, we didn't do no, anything. No, I didn't do it do. like, shh, 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 shh. like, you know, like Triple H is very good at getting, the, getting on those conference calls and like spinning. He is very, he is, he is very Vince-esque in that well, sense. Like, you remember Eric Bischoff? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Puppet Masters. The Puppet Masters, dude. I'm telling you, you got people on strings, dude. This is nuts. Um, uh, we move on from this. Yeah, but congratulations, like Darby go Allen. We're, we're getting on these tangents about like. <laughs> the Puppet Masters. <laughs> Hey, if you ain't seen, I need a I need a graphic with Triple H and like strings and like yeah. All right, so uh, <laughs> anyways, next up was Rookie of the Year, which was uh, last eighteen months or so. I think more people voted so some 
so much so in the last 12 or so months, but last 18 is probably good for rookie of the year. Um, just cause it gives people who debuted in the later half of the year a chance. Um, we had four people for rookie of the year. We had Saya Kamitani from stardom. We had Ren Narita from uh, new Japan. We had Shota Umino from new Japan also. And we had Lulu pencil from Gato move, uh, coming in at uh, fourth position here in rookie of the year. We had Ren Narita, um, who a lot of people, a lot of people were surprised that Carl Fredericks wasn't in this. Um, I saw he, he actually, Carl Fredericks was actually submitted a few times, but Ren was, um, he was submitted more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ren Narita comes at 5.3%. Um, Saya Kamitani comes in at 7%. Um, I think she would come in more if I attached a gif of her dancing in her entrance to the uh, <laughs> submission forms. Uh, next but, year we'll work on that. Yeah, next year we'll have pictures and gifs and stuff. Or so. next quarter, I guess. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, next week. We're actually doing weekly awards now. Uh, and then coming in at second place, we had Shota Umino from New Japan who got 38%, which is quite a bit, which leaves us with only one more person. Your winner of the Daddy's Rookie of the Year, Lou Lou Pencil at 49.6%. <laughs> I can't believe it. She did it. I can't believe it. Incredible, man. I put her over enough on this podcast. Yeah, you did. People yeah, you finally did. understand how good Start she is. Start listening to you. And I'll be damned, bro. Lulu Pencil is the Deddies, the Deadlock Year End Awards Rookie of the Year. Congratulations, Gato Move. You might not, you might have gotten second place in the Indie Company of the Year, but Lulu Pencil took it home for you in the Rookie of the Year position. I was so happy when I saw this, and when I was looking at Indie Company of the Year, I was like staring at it the whole time. I was like, "All right, where am I got to? Where am I got to move, guys? At come on now, you're so close, but." GCW on that one, but Lulu Pencil took this one early and then kept it the whole damn time. Impressive stuff. If you have not seen Lulu Pencil perform, if you're hearing this for the first time, you're like, who is this? Go on YouTube, type in Lulu Pencil, watch her matches. Her matches with Antonio Honda are legendary. You'll love them. I promise you, you will. You'll have a good time. She is, uh, it's, it's almost insane that she's a rookie, to be honest. Um, and Joshi's had a lot of that this year. Um, Saya Kamitani, who is just breaking, she literally debuts a new move every week. It's it's insane that the, these rookies are on one. That's that's all I'm gonna say about these Joshi rookies. They're on one. You know, it's not like Young Lions. It's not like Shota or Ren where they were like in black tights. You know, doing one move like yeah. like they're the. It's still very much so is like that in Joshi where like most of them will do drop kicks or forearms, but like the shit's starting to escalate, bro. Like like they're starting to get like really really good and lulu is uh she understands wrestling quite a bit now next up we have feud of the year uh this was a very interesting one especially based on the submissions that we had here uh so we had arisa hoshiki versus tom nakano from stardom we had all out versus sendai girls from ddt we had johnny gargano versus adam cole from wwe nxt <laughs> <laughs> Main Sorry, event. every time you say w- <laughs> <clears throat> you're killing me over here WWE NXT Raw SmackDown NWO I just gotta make sure everyone understands what this covers exactly because they don't seem to get it um, and then we also had Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks so uh, coming in in fourth in Feud of the Year was DDT's All Out versus Sendai Girls at 4.9% this was still a very fantastic feud um, Definitely recommend you check out DDT um, All Out versus Sendai because it was a very good event. Um, coming in in third place was Arisa Hoshiki versus Tom Nakano from Stardom at 19%, which was a pretty big percent for that for that feud. I, I 
actually also voted for this one. <laughs> I voted for this one. Uh, and that came in at 19%. Um, coming in in second place for Feud of the Year, Johnny Gargano and Adam <laughs> Cole, 31.3%. So there definitely was some NXT uh, representation. So it was there, obviously, but it still wasn't enough to beat out the number one, the Deddies Feud of the Year, Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks. 44.7%. Congratulations, y'all beat the hell out of each other for goddamn near six months. Uh, it was a very, very, like, I the match we saw live was probably the nuttiest ladder match I've ever seen. They were just like, let's die. And, like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, that's the type of wrestling. Yeah, they killed each other see. for that match. Yeah. Um, congratulations to both of them. Uh, the, you know, people talk about the Young Bucks or, you know, they have whatever they have to say. But the fact of the matter is, is, like, they're still super popular with a lot of people. Um, and Lucha Bros, it's hard. Like, they're probably, it's not even know if probably is the word. They are one of the best tag teams in the world period right now phoenix is you know even in single stuff having incredible matches pentagon he's gonna work that he's gonna work that gimmick down you know what i mean like he's definitely gonna get in there um and i and i don't disagree with this whatsoever i think i think lucha i think any of these could have probably come through and and been correct i think that i think that's pretty much it for most of the ballots like you know all of these could fit somewhere and i would think they were correct um, yeah, for sure. Especially Johnny Gargano. He'll be top of the list any day of the week. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, 31.3%. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Jonathan Gargano. Yeah, look at this guy. But it shows you that the NXT was there, like you said. And then, like, if we would have put WWE slash NXT slash Raw, whatever. Yeah, slash you know, main event slash yeah, table of three. I agree. I think that it pro- they probably <laughs> would have changed. <laughs> I think I want to change stuff up a little bit, but the fact of the matter is, haha, I didn't. So joke's on you. Sorry, I NXT remember, boys. Like I didn't even know how this one got on the list because I'm like, was this a feud of the year? Who? I don't really remember. John? Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Yeah, I like did not. Nope, not for me. <laughs> I was like, like yeah, was like the like one like one of the matches they had. I was like, oh, dope. And then I was like, the rest of them are like, oh. Okay. So they emptied the tank for the company every freaking time they went yeah, out. Yeah, John, John, my man, Jonathan Garganathy was like, man, let me tell you something. Like, I got this face I've been trying to do, and I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to do it again, I'm going to do it again. You, you want to see this lawn darts, Bob, bro? I got you, bro. You want to steal your finisher? You want to steal <laughs> my finisher? Cole's like, want to see the Panama Sunrise? I'll do that 18 <laughs> times in one match. Yeah, perfect. Great, grand. Yeah. Um, but he got 33, 31.3%. So, like, they definitely were hitting some numbers somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, they resonate with WWE fans who don't like WWE, but they do love NXT because it's not WWE. NXT. NXT. Um, Arisa <laughs> they Hoshiki. brainwash people so bad, though. Man. I told you, Puppet Masters. <laughs> this isn't WWE. WWE sucks. NXT. Um, Arisa Hoshiki and Tom Nakano had a very good feud this year, um, so I was happy to see that they ended up getting 19%, but um, I assumed once I saw a company of the year at AEW, I was like, okay, well, I know where most of these awards are going. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to fight that kind of stuff. Um, but congrats to Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks in the feud of the year. Um, they'll so, be on next episode to accept the award. I'm yeah. Like, everybody, all these people will be, you know, <laughs> like they'll accept it in real life. We'll print out a piece of paper for them and be like, here you go. This is good. <laughs> uh, so the next award we have is the Daddy's event of the year. We had AEW Double or Nothing, DDT Ultimate Party, WWE WrestleMania 35, and DDT All Out versus Sendai. Once again, surprised at no new, and I think that uh, there's no New Japan representation here. And I think part of it is that a lot of people that follow loosely along with New Japan have no fucking clue what the events are. 
Like they have no clue what power struggle is or uh, Dominion or, you know I mean? They're like, yes, there is the New Japan G1 and there is the New Japan Best of Super Juniors. And that's, there's Wrestle Kingdom. That's kind of like, honestly, with my New Japan stuff, I'm kind of like, okay, so there's this big stretch of like tournament stuff that you've got to pay <laughs> attention to like some of it. And then it's like Wrestle Kingdom. All right. <laughs> yeah. Like their branding is not so much fresh in a lot of people's minds. Like, like you barely hear anyone go like, yeah, Power Struggle was dope. You know, yeah, what I mean? I know. Like, they know <laughs> there the are matches. Some, like crazy matches though. Like you get some matches. You'd be like, oh yeah, I remember that. It was crazy. Yeah, like, I like, mean, people will remember the matches from Power Struggle, but they got no clue what Power Struggle is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's funny. The Tokyo Sports match of the year was like an Okada versus Sonata match, and, like, it definitely wasn't match of the year. I was like, oh, it's <laughs> so wrong. Um, but just something I want to talk about real quick. So, anyways, we had, um, of course, the four events I said for the of the year. Uh Coming in in fourth, we had DDT All Out versus Sendai Girls at 3.5%. Um, coming in next, we had WWE WrestleMania 35 in third place with 8.5%. And we had DDT Ultimate Party in second place with 11.6%. Of course, leaving AEW Double or Nothing at 76.4%. Your winner of the Daddy's Event of the Year. What a landslide, dude. 764 I think it's this biased podcast here that the reason it got that many we votes. are one hundred percent biased. That is correct, <laughs> but that is crazy. That number is nuts. My personal, the one I voted for was DDT Ultimate Party. That event, I think that that show was absolutely nuts. Um, but I mean, Double or Nothing was good too. I mean, all these shows were good. I mean, even you know, WWE, WrestleMania thirty five was you know pretty good. All these shows I think had some sort of. I'm condition. surprised that WrestleMania thirty five didn't get second, but Ultimate Party was a good show. I I mean it's you're right. I mean even if, when you go down the list and you look at the DDT representation and all of these, um, you know I for Ultimate Party being at eleven point six percent, and we had to split DDT between All Out versus Sendai and Ultimate Party. So like if mm -hmm. you want to combine the DDTs, they're more so at like fifteen percent. That's like pretty. I mean like they easily beat WrestleMania. Like that's that's cool. Like that just shows like people are kind of branching out and looking into more stuff and i think that's really really dope uh but aw double or nothing picking up the victory was not surprising to me in the least bit um especially once i knew all the rest of this stuff <laughs> like once i saw mm -hmm. i was like yeah that totally uh totally makes sense and and it was a good show i mean double or nothing was a good show um you know you had the the big joshi triple threat match or uh the six woman joshi joint which was was super super cool um mm -hmm. the, of course young bucks and the lucha pros um and then Cody mm -hmm. and Dust. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here, right? There's yeah, Kenny and Jericho as well, too, on that show. So Yeah, a lot, lot of good. And they all got time. Like, all of them, you know, they, they let them go for a while. So, um, And they had that Battle Royale or whatever. <laughs> so, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they had, yeah, they had some good stuff. I'm um, surprised the TakeOver people didn't vote. Was there, did the TakeOver get Okay, any? so, yes. there. Okay, so there. the problem was is that, yes, there was TakeOvers, but they were all different TakeOvers. <laughs> so, like, there wasn't one single TakeOver that beat any of these shows but there was like takeover new york takeover war games and they were like but none of them had enough votes individually to oh, okay so i think like the takeovers being split amongst each other hurt them pretty badly um but i, I like the takeovers are weak as fuck this year to me like usually yeah, I, I, I love so, the takeovers but like they were weak all of them like there was like none of them were great um yeah the war games had four matches on it i was like oh. yeah yeah like most of them were like 
corny. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, but congratulations to AEW Double or Nothing for taking uh, the event of the year, man. Congrats. Uh, you love Tony Khan on next episode to accept the award? Big T? That man? <laughs> the Contron? Match of the year? <laughs> I heard that on the ROH show last night. Or uh, it was ROH Final Battle. They're like, the Carrytron. Like, no one fucking calls it that. We're not, call it, we're not fucking calling it that. Like, no one's calling it the Why not the VTR? Doesn't New Japan call it VTR? I don't... Do they? Well, when they upload their things, they're like, VTR. Entrance oh, okay. VTR or something, whatever. Uh, anyway. So, um, subject here. match of the year is the next one. Uh, and the last one before we head over to Twitter, and then we'll head back up to the rest of the year. Match of the year. We had four matches here, and they we had pretty good representation across the board on everybody. And this one was actually really close for a lot of these. Um, we had Cody versus Dustin from AEW Double or Nothing. We had Billiam Osprey versus Shingo Takagi from New Japan Best of Super Juniors Finals. We had Arisa Hoshiki versus Tom Nakano from Stardom's Shining Destiny. And we had Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston from WrestleMania 35. So we had four different matches from four different promotions as match of the years. And that's fucking nuts, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. That's kind of crazy that four promotions had four different respective matches. Like, that's nuts. For, for match of the year. And it also goes to show that like, because we were talking about like company of the year, New Japan didn't make that, but they made match of the year. So it goes to show how people watch New Japan, I guess. Probably yeah, just, oh, I heard about this match. I got to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, more recommendation than like religiously watching it maybe. Right. And yeah, I, think I think that so. combined with like the split with stardom coming into the mix and DDT being big this year was a couple of things. Um, mm -hmm. But coming in at fourth was Arisha Hoshiki and Tom Nakano at Stardom Shiny Destiny with 13.4%. Coming in third was Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania 35 with 21.1%. Billiam Ospreay and Shingo Takagi taking second place at 27.5%. And the Daddy's Match of the Year, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes at AEW Double or Nothing 2019 with 38%. How about that, Tony? I, I I mean, most memorable match of the year, probably for me. I like, need my brother. <laughs> All right. Besides that, <laughs> come on. That's a much real part. There was blood. Me. Blood was everywhere. It was. Yeah, fantastic. that was dope. This yeah. just proved that like Dustin Rhodes, Dustin Gold Dust had match of the year in 2019. It was what? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Um, And it's crazy because they went into that match with the chip on their shoulder the whole time. They're like, we were held back like. Now Starting we're going to fucking do it. Throne breaker. Yeah, like that match was... I mean, like you can... Here's the thing. First this off, is the match we should have had at Mania is what they're saying there. Yeah. First off, Cody not being in the rest of the year kind of surprised me a little bit. But I think that's because... I think that's because people... I, I don't know. Cody is... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He is polarizing. Um, mm -hmm. He's very polarizing. Um, because like when people think of Cody, they think of New Japan. More like Old Japan. <laughs> um and the thing is you know what i mean like but to be His fair honor yeah to be fair to cody he has had a quite an impressive year um he has delivered on every single promo he's done he has delivered on every single match he's done in aew so far um he's gotten over darby allen you know with his match against him um and like this match was really really good you can you can hate cody as much as you want but the fact of the matter is is like this match was really dope <laughs> this match was like really really good um and i'm not surprised that it took match of the year i am surprised like you said that gold dust is 
you know, match of the year here. That's kind of crazy. It was wild, but it, it most deserving. I mean, the other one that got me for match that didn't make it on this was Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks at their ladder match. Yep. Mm -hmm. was crazy, yeah. but that was from the same show. And I think people chose Cody and Dustin over it. But I mean, maybe it was me being live as well. I think I always think of uh, also thinking of like the Cracker Barrel spot. I mean, oh my gosh. Oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. That was head. dope. That just sits in my head for the entire year. I'm just thinking of moments of the year and like. Cody and Dustin definitely sticks out. So yeah. good on them for winning the award. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So we'll head down to uh, Twitter and we'll go through that really quick. Um, we'll kick it off with what do you want to do? Best Twitter account of the year? Yeah, let's go with that. So best Twitter account of the year had four people. We had Maki Ito from uh, TJPW. Oni Lorkin from WWE. We had Warhausen, which was Warhorse and Dan Housen. And we had Malcolm Bivens from WWE. So, coming in at fourth place, Warhausen with 8.1%. I was pretty surprised at this. I thought, um, I definitely fucking love their stuff. Um, but I was surprised yeah, at that. Yeah, maybe it's like, maybe next year is their Twitter year. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. They're just catching on. I feel like not enough people know them yet. Like, I feel like Danhausen is just now, like, picking up, you know, because they're doing yeah. like a show next year, right? At WrestleMania? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, so I forgot I the name like of they're like, they're trying to, th that'll be their year. Okay, after WrestleMania, it's going to be like, those are the guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so coming in third place, we had uh, Malcolm Bivens at 14.1%. In second place, we had Maki Ito with 16.9%, 69, nice. And <laughs> we had in first place, for the best Twitter account of the year, throw them up, Oni Lorkin. 60.9%. I was surprised at how much he beat everybody by 60.9% is crazy numbers. That's everyone times almost two. What the hell? That's nuts. It's crazy. I can't, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what is one of his tweets that popped off? And I can't even really think about it right now. The one, the one right before he uh, resigned where he was, he said something about triple H and uh, the, uh, I think it was the ACH thing where triple H was like, yeah, well, ACH should have like just come to me and not go into the media or whatever. And he, and then like, he said something about that that was pretty good. Um, I think people just generally generally like his, um, just his demeanor. I think he's just a funny guy. Oh, he, like he did have a great one. Going to the one. farm with his dad. <laughs> had a great one on December fifth. Sometimes I go on Fortnite and yell at kids just to decompress. <laughs> yeah, like he's Quality got some good tweet. stuff. Um, he lives under a park bench, so like, yeah, I mean, like, there's you know, like his Twitter videos where he comes out from underneath the park bench because he lives there. Like there was some good stuff on any local Twitter account. So I was just surprised at how how much of a landslide it was, how he beat everybody. I was like, damn, all right. Like only Lorcan out here getting it. So congratulations to the newly re-signed WWE superstar, Oni Lorcan. NXT Ross back then. NXT, NXT. Table for three. Superstar. <laughs> yeah, table for three. <laughs> uh road trip. Yeah. <laughs> um so do you want to do best Twitter moment? Yeah, go for it. All right, so you best Twitter moment of the year. We had four things. We had Batista and Dana Brooke being main or horny on main. We had Maki Ito learning new words. Asuka playing truck simulator. She drives a track. And <laughs> Matt Riddle taking milk from WrestleMania catering. So uh, coming in fourth, we had Asuka playing truck simulator. Y'all don't put enough respect on the track, obviously. 10.6%. <laughs> Um, we had Maki Ito learning new words like Alabama Hot Pocket at 15.1%. <laughs> in second place, I can't believe it. My heart struck. Matt Riddle taking milk from WrestleMania Catering with 28.5%. Second place. 
What's wrong with you people? You guys failed us all. And number one, Batista and Dana Brooke being horny on main at 45.8%, man. That's nuts. I voted for Matt Riddle. Yeah, so did I. But I think I think the Batista one is still going on now, so there people are still in that moment, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think that that still being a thing, like Dana Brooke pulling out a Batista bomb is like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you I say, mean, look, I did it, honey, or whatever. Or yeah, I mean I, I fuck I fuck with this, but like this man took a gallon of milk from catering, no questions asked. It's a brover. Like, what are you doing against that? <laughs> milk dripping down. Yeah, smile just dripping down his lips. Oscar driving a track. Like, come on, bro. Like, there's some really good shit in here. This was a hard one, actually, because there was a lot of good stuff in this, I think. They're all good, though. They're all good. So, yeah. I'm not disappointed. I'm just Matt Riddle should have won. <laughs> yeah, I'm not disappointed, but fuck. Um, so, congratulations to Batista and Dana Brooke being horny on Maine for winning the Daddy's Best Twitter Moment of the Year. So, worst Twitter account of the year. Um, I think. We all know the answer to that, but I'll go through it here. We had four submissions. Billy Osprey, Jim Cornette, Corey Graves, and Seth Rollins. Or if you want to go down the list here, Seth Ronan, Corny Graves, <laughs> Jimothy Corvette, and Billy Osprey. <laughs> However you want to say their names. Um, so coming in fourth, we had... God, I just I can't even say Will anymore. I just say Billy just straight off the gate. <laughs> coming in fourth, Will Osprey. At 0.7%, probably wow, the best okay. 0.7% you could possibly ever get. <laughs> the lowest score is actually good here. Uh, Jimothy Corvette at 13. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Actually, Corey Graves came in third at 11.6%. Jim Cornette came in second place at 13.7%. And number one, we all knew it was coming. Seth Rollins, worst Twitter account of the year, winner of the Daddies 2019, 73.9%. That does not surprise me in the least. He deserves it. So good, and I don't, and I don't get why people don't like Seth Rollins. Yeah, I don't I'm get the same it. He's person. Cool. I don't. I'm the same person. He's <laughs> cool. He said. I'm the same person. Yeah, I've never changed. It's You've all good changed. here. So congratulations to Seth Rollins for being an ass at all year long and <laughs> winning worst Twitter account. You should get an award out of it. Yeah. yeah, at least you got something out of it, right? I just got two things out of it because now we're moving on to worst Twitter moment of the year, and they were all Seth Rollins. So. um, <laughs> Let's go through the four worst Twitter moments of the year, uh, according to the Deadlock community. Uh, Seth Rollins' bank account tweet to Billy Osprey. Seth Rollins' hashtag Team WWE tirade, best pro wrestling in the world tweet. Um, Seth Rollins saying Mick and Taker would have liked ref stoppage. And <laughs> Seth Rollins saying John Moxley left WWE because he wasn't a passionate wrestler. All of these are uh, this year, which is crazy. The greatest hot takes in wrestling, yeah, actually. Yeah, um, Rollins was on one all year long. Still is on <laughs> one. You could turn him heel, but he's still on one. Like, we, you can't fix this. Seth, okay, so coming in at fourth, we had Seth Rollins hashtag team WWE tirade at 12.7%. Uh, ooh, these were, these were really, really close here. Um, coming in third, we had Seth Rollins saying Mick and Taker would have liked ref stoppage. Coming in second, we had Seth Rollins bank account tweet to Billy Mosprey at 28.2%. And then at number one, the Daddy's worst Twitter moment of the year, Seth Rollins saying John Moxley left WWE because he wasn't a passionate wrestler at thirty one point three percent. Which one did you vote for here? Uh, I think I did that one as well. I voted for the ref passionate. stoppage because not only is that fucking ridiculous, 
but it is just so out of left field that he was trying to defend this match at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, Mick and Taker, bro, they probably would have liked a ref to come in and stop it. No, they wouldn't have. Mick walked <laughs> have his ass right back to the ring. About Mick Foley? Yeah, like, dude, he, he second degree burns, got on the plane, went to ECW. Like, this dude doesn't care about anything. <laughs> dude was an absolute savage. His skin was peeling off in Japan. Like, he didn't yeah, care. Yeah, this dude had no, like, no regard for his fucking body. He was ready to go. Like, he fell through the cage and then walked back into the match. So, like, no, dude, you're so lost. It's crazy. Um, but the winner was saying Moxley was not a passionate wrestler. Uh, Team WWE, bro. Uh, that was uh, definitely a moment in time. Uh, dude was slapped off his ass on that one, uh, especially because John Moxley was one of his friends and uh, he played him the literal second he left. Uh, and that was totally not punk rock, dude. As yeah, uh, right. Corey Graves would say. It's interesting because Moxley was doing an interview recently and uh, he said that he talks to Roman, but he didn't say anything about Seth. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Not I'm even not a little yet. bit. I feel like I feel like that's, you know what, 100% correct. That 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 is true. Roman seems that's like That's like no one of your guy. boys, man. It's like you went through the, through the bad times, like the shitty FCW days to NXT and made it all the way through to get, like he's one of your boys. And, but, I'd be like if I... That'd be like if I'm like, oh yeah, James, he just wasn't really passionate about YouTube. <laughs> like he's, yeah, Seth got so lost this year, man. He got so, so lost. Uh, and he deserves all these awards that he won here. So congratulations on all of those. Um, you definitely deserve them. So we'll mail you a flaming bag of poop. To your yeah, house that's and what you, you get. Stomp it out. <laughs> stomp it out and then there's your award covered in poop. Just like all your dudes. <laughs> so the Daddy's Year in Awards are coming to an end and we have one final award to give away. We have Wrestler of the Year, the big award. Who was number one in the community's eyes throughout 2019? We had four people. We had John Mox Oli. We had Arisa Hoshiki, Billiam Osprey, and Daniel Bryan. Four different companies again. Four different representation from across the wrestling world. Daniel Bryan from WWE, Will Ospreay from New Japan, Arisa Hoshiki from Stardom, and John Mox Oli from AEW or New Japan or both. It's up to you. That's that's up to however you want to decipher that one. I mean, WWE at the beginning of the year, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. He was wearing the Bane costume, I think. <laughs> that sucked. So, coming in fourth, wrestler of the year, Arisa Hoshiki at 10.2%. Coming in at third place was Daniel Bryant at 27.5%. Coming in second, Will... Osprey, not Billiam, at 29.2%. And number one, the Daddy's winner for Wrestler of the Year, John Moxley at 33.1%. Cody Pyro. Congratulations to John Moxley, who has taken over the wrestling world, the talk of the town. He became the Daddy's Wrestler of the Year, voted on by the community. You vote for John? Uh, I think it was tough for me. It was either him or Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. Daniel had a sleeper decade, year. Definitely Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I think if it was a decade, sure. Um, but John's kind of, he had a hot he had a hot year. Uh, I voted for Arisa Hoshiki. Um, obviously, right? <laughs> mm, obviously, yeah. Obviously. That was surprising, no. Yeah. Um, but... 
at 33.1%. This was actually very, very close. Um, only a few percentage separated John, Will, and Daniel. Um, Daniel and Will was less than 2% separated. Uh, John Moxley, less than 4 for for Will and like 5 or 6 for Daniel. So like, mm-hmm. that's incredibly close, you know? Um, this was a very, very close wrestler of the year. So I think it could have gone any way for a lot of these. Um, but the bias comes through, baby. John Moxley. <laughs> Congratulations to John Moxley for becoming wrestler of the year. Congratulations to everyone who won a Daddy's Award. I'll go through the winners real quick. Wrestler of the year, John Moxley. Match of the year, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes at AEW Double or Nothing. Event of the year, AEW Double or Nothing. Feud of the year, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks. Rookie of the year, Lulu Pencil. Breakout star of the year, Darby Allen. Company of the year, All Elite Wrestling. Indie company of the year, Game Changer Wrestling. Best Twitter account, Oni Lorkin. Worst Twitter account, Seth Rollins. Best Twitter moment, Batista and Dana Brooke being horny on Maine. And worst Twitter moment, Seth Rollins saying John Moxley left WWE because he wasn't a passionate wrestler. This was fun, dude. Wow. This is a fun, was like, cool. the, yeah, the, the awards were fun as hell because everyone was super into it. Like, I saw people in the Discord, like, discussing, like, who they were going to vote for and, like, who they were going to submit for the ballots. I'm like, yo, this is fucking sweet. Like, I just, <laughs> like, you know, fly on the wall seeing people talk. Like, that's dope. I, I like, really Yeah, it's that. cool, man. And to think that Moxley almost, like, he had that staph infection thing and, like, he was sidelined for a while and he still became wrestler of the year. Yeah, I mean, he, he think resonated. Think about that. Dude resonated with a ton of people. His New Japan run was fun. Um, going into AEW. He's been banging them out. So, like, I mean, what I, I, I'm not surprised by that. I'm happy for him. I mean, he definitely deserves it. Um, that was uh, the 2019 Deddies Year End Awards, man. That's awesome. Dang, AEW had, let's see, almost six awards. Was that six? One, two, three, four, five, six. They were the hot yeah, promotion six. this year, right? I mean, like... I, seven if you count the John Moxley tweet by Seth. Uh, yeah, I mean, like... That's, I'm not surprised. Like, they were the hot promotion this year. That's, I mean, I don't think anyone can deny that, that they were the hot promotion this year. Everyone was super into this. Um, you know, they took over a lot of the wrestling world. They came in popping ratings and stuff. I mean, like, it's it's impressive. You know, they have no track record. They have 12 weeks of television. <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah, it's that is true. very, very impressive, the things that they have been able to do. Um, you know, people talk down about their ratings or whatever, but this company has literally existed for about 10 minutes and like yeah. <laughs> on a blip on the radar yeah. like this, going um, from like the capital was a capital wrestling to WWF to WWF to WWE to the years to the WWE 10 has, minutes. Yeah. WWE has, has been around since uh, God, I shit. I don't even, there was times where raw was going to go off the air and they couldn't even get people to watch it. So like, you know, time, time is a thing that exists. Uh, and AEW is definitely in their time right now as they're popping off this year. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what they can do next year and, and what they can do. So um, just want to give, once again, a big thank you to everyone who supports Deadlock, whether that be on the website, Twitter, whatever the case may be, shop, podcast. It don't matter, man. Um, it's just dope that you guys are hanging out. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that you I'm glad that 284 people submitted. Like that's 284 unique submissions for these year-end awards. And, uh, you know, for the next year-end awards, we're going to be shooting for 285. You know what I mean? Hopefully we can grow. We're, we're kind of like AEW in a sense. <laughs> like, we just start, like we just started. And we're already popping We started popping at off. AEW All Out. So. Yeah, so like, 
We're, it's, it's doing incredibly well. We are just AEW. We're the most AEW biased podcast. So that's what of it course, is. AEW wins the most awards. And uh, I really do hope that you guys enjoy the shows while I'm gone in Japan. Uh, I'll be updating you guys. I'll probably be calling into the show. Uh, you guys are probably already here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how the show structure is going to work since we're in the can right now, but um i'll probably just do a shitty intro the boys are back yeah, yeah you gotta do it you gotta keep the gimmick going you know you gotta keep that going um but anyways thank you guys once again um have a good new year's i hope you guys had a good christmas and all that stuff too uh and uh i'll be back soon shoot by the time this comes out i'll only be gone for another week or two so yeah i'll be so. back by then so anyways thank you guys for watching once again remember to head over to apple podcast check that out uh, leave some ratings and reviews. Check out the Patreon the shop and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the next episode of the Deadlock Podcast.